Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Listen, I have my own podcast. I have my own podcast studio. I don't really care about those. What I really care about is the Real Nerds podcast, the best podcast in the universe, in the multiverse, in in... On all Earth, 616 and beyond, listen to it, subscribe right now, and uh, listen to this episode, listen to all the episodes, but especially listen to, the, listen to the one that I'm on. It might be the best. Thank you, guys. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot. A real nerd can follow the plot. A real nerd will give it all the guts. Lights, camera, action. This is Real Nerds Podcast. Unofficially, the official podcast of Denver Fan Expo. 2022, which is happening July 1st through the 3rd at the Colorado Convention Center. We will be there with a booth. You can record with us. Oh, dude, it's going to be so freaking tight. Everyone's going to be saying, I can't wait to record with you guys. And we'll say, hey, you need to sign up for it because we have so many people recording with us. Yeah, come back tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care who you are. Hobbits, uh, you need to uh, throw the ring into uh, the lava before you uh, come on our podcast. So start walking for three days. You know what I mean, guys? <laughs> yeah, Mordor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, when you're done at Mordor, c- come see me. Okay. Okay, guys. I mean, seriously. Anywho. Hi, Brad. Yeah, weird uh, Lord of the Rings reference. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's up? That's yeah, me. I'm Brad. Uh, well, no, they have the Hobbit reunions going to be at Denver Fan Expo. Adore. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Good for yeah, me. And I guess nobody else. Oh, you know, living, loving, learning, eating gummy hey, bears. That's uh, That should be a Beatles song. Living, loving, learning, eating gummy bears. Yes. The yeah. lost single written by Ringo. Written by Ringo. Well, it started as <clears throat> learning, living, loving. And then mm-hmm. they went into their psychedelic phase and they added the gummy bear part. So, Ex- well, exactly. I mean, that's that, that is that is one of the weird that, the parts of the Beatles where they decided to make a whole gummy bear album. And thankfully, Apple Records said, don't do that. You know, I, I don't remember. How. I don't really want to make this one. I was talking at the- all about the watermelons and maybe the pineapple flavors. Hey, look, guys, this one's got a green apple flavor to it. <laughs> I love the Beatles. I don't know why I'm making fun of them. Um, uh, yeah, and I still need to. I still need to watch. Uh, get back. Ah, damn it! Thank you for reminding me. I've got to waste eight hours. Uh, so, uh, just a heads up too. 
Best Buy, you can pre-order the Batman Steelbook. <laughs> Not anymore. It's already sold out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I keep on checking Best Buy to get the Spider-Man one. And it has the coming soon on it after today. I pre-ordered it. I don't know. Whenever I text you like at three. And now it's on uh, coming soon. So nice. it reminds me a lot of the Roger Rabbit thing. Yeah, which actually I'm, I'm sure you saw you could actually get it right now. <laughs> even yeah. though I bought it for you. I know. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, when I went to uh, Best Buy because I had $30 in gift certificates, so I got the uh, Hunger Games Steelbook collection, and those are really pretty, by the way, if you're looking for like cool steelbooks. And um, I asked a the lady there if I could order Spider-Man, and she said, oh, we can't do pre-orders on movies anymore because we don't know what we're getting. So they don't even know until the shipment comes in. Wow. Which well, maybe, is really bizarre. Maybe you used to be able to do it in store, but maybe she just means like, like they're deliberately forcing you to do it online so that they can figure out the allotment and then send it to stores first. Well, no, because I mean, I, I mean, I haven't been able to get Spider-Man and I've checked every day that it's been on their website. And you think the third biggest movie of all time they just order shitloads of them because it'll yeah, sell yeah, but right yeah. what do i know uh actually yeah you're right because like at midnight it's gonna roll over and then it's gonna say like hey you know belmar is gonna have i don't know 10 of these and then we'll mm-hmm. be able to snag one but yeah it's weird that they don't know in store ahead of time yeah. and yeah i mean it's obviously not the lady's fault i actually she's worked at the denver west one forever it's not her fault. She's, you know, yeah. She's just letting me know that that's how it is now. I'm sure all the all the boxes of steelbooks they get have the same amount in them. So it's like, well, oh yeah. What did the last one get? Twenty? Oh yeah, you probably get twenty. I guess I don't. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's really weird how it shakes out. But you know, it's just the time we live in, I guess. Where yeah, retailers really don't want that extra stock sitting around, so. They really order you know, under order these days. Everything's so different now. I, you know, I, I was bemoaning about Billboard and how they calculate sales of records now because uh, the new Rod Stewart album is his first album that did not chart. And I go, it seriously did not sell five thousand copies, which I find really hard to believe. Yeah, me but, too. But Billboard does this weird thing now where they factor in spotify and youtube and everything you can stream in, is incorporated into their charts now that's why you see people on the charts you've never heard of so i don't know everything's different now i mean but, but we still see movies and <laughs> we see movies every week and podcasts are experienced to the world this week we saw everything everywhere all at once Stay tuned very soon, where we'll tell you if we recommend the film or not, play the trailer, then spoil it. We also have two Hollywood stories, the big Hollywood comeback, where we take a look at the box office numbers and the big movie story of the week. But we start our show like we do every week. Brad, do you recommend everything everywhere all at once? 
Uh, it's interesting. Um, it's definitely not an easy watch for everyone to get into. Like, it's not a movie I would just openly recommend. Like, hey, everyone, check this out and you'll love it. It's like you have to have a very specific, I guess, sensibility. I think to enjoy it. Um, I, I give it that it's very creative, but at, at the end of the movie, I just it didn't resonate with me like I think it should have, and that could have been entirely dictated by the fact that my service was screwed up at the Alamo. So I was, I was not in a great mood. Um, but still I like there were parts where I, I, I was struggling to keep up with the movie. So it's, it's interesting. Zach. Yeah, you should. This is one of the best movies I've seen this year, period. Go see it. If you don't go see it, I won't be your friend anymore. Damn harsh. Yeah. It's cold blooded. Yeah. So Brad, get the fuck out of this Zoom room. <laughs> Gladly. Well he's he, he 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 saw it. He just, you know. Yeah. Ryan, what'd you think? Uh I actually really uh love this movie. Uh but I also agree with uh Brad's point. Uh where recommending it is kinda difficult, if that makes sense. Uh the movie is really fun and I don't want to butcher his name, but the dude who played short round in Indiana Jones is fantastic in the movie. And if you have to see the movie or want to see the movie, I recommend going to an Alamo if it's available to you, because I loved the pre-show for this film. Uh, the Daniels explaining their uh, don't talk during the movie PSA was awesome. And uh, the Michelle Yeoh interview was really great. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I recommend it, but it's also with the caveat that not everybody's going to like this movie. Here's a trailer for everything, everywhere, all at once. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. If I'm from another universe, I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you... Be your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. Wow, that looks really good. Uh, 
He's waiting in the wings. The universe. He speaks of senseless things. Is so much bigger. You and me. Than you realize. Of all the places I could be. I just want to be here with you. Remember our mission concerning the fate of every single world of our infinite multiverse. There is no way I am the Evelyn you are looking for. Every rejection, every disappointment has led you here. To this moment. Don't let anything distract you from it. So this film uh, stars Michelle Yeoh as a woman named Evelyn who left her family when she was young to marry her husband, uh, Waymond, and they opened up a laundromat. And while she's there, they have a daughter named Joy, but she doesn't seem very happy. She's very demanding of not only her daughter, but also her husband. and. There's a little subplot where Waymond is filing for divorce that she doesn't know about. And she goes to the IRS to file their taxes because the government doesn't think they're being honest. And when she's there, she meets a different Waymond from a different universe that tells her something's coming to wipe out everybody. And she's the only one who can stop it. And so she does this by mind jumping with other versions of herself in the multiverse that gives her certain powers. And she does this to defeat the evil that is chasing her and the world or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which takes the form, I guess, of her daughter in some capacity. Uh, it's because her yeah, because her daughter is uh, under so much scrutiny and her mom isn't nice to her. So she kind of develops this, um, I don't know what you would call it. I wouldn't say hatred, but um, anger towards her mother. And it create, makes her some evil entity. It's, I mean, it's it's... It's, she's a villain for the sake of an emotional of, of an emotional climax by the by the film's end so it's not like it's it's kind of weird because it's not like it's a multiverse kind of movie that plays into like sci-fi tropes but there's but the villain is kind of more the emotional circumstance and not yeah because i don't think it's actually her daughter it just manifests as her mm-hmm. um, right yeah because the in her own universe, her daughter, you know, is frustrated with her, but she's not. Yeah. Deliberately you know, jumping homicidal. around. To, <laughs> yeah. Homicidal killing people with uh, dildos and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Different multiverses. But um, yeah, that's kind of like, like right away. Cause that happens so early in the movie. Like I was sitting there going like, Oh, with the fracture of like her daughter and uh, her husband trying to leave her, like whatever this movie ends up being, it's going to circle back to that. So like, Right out, right out of the gate, I feel like I, I already know what the end is. 
And it's kind of just waiting to see how they get there. And I think the mm-hmm. wait and see how they get there just felt so convoluted that mm-hmm. like I checked in and out of like, okay, well, it's either I'm watching something really creative or uh, uh, ridiculous on screen, or there's a ton of exposition that I'm tuning out to. Uh, and it's kind of like jump back and forth like that. Um, Cause the pacing in the middle is so consistently quick. Um, and like I said, I was distracted for like 45 minutes and I was like, where the hell is my food yet? <laughs> mm. so, uh, it's probably <laughs> the most important part was I think when everything kind of converged and it started to make sense, it was that at that point. So I can see that I might've been distracted at that point. You know, I, I just, uh, I just really enjoyed the film. I, I want to say his name's Kei-Hugh Kwan. Kei-Hugh Kwan. Yeah. Kwan. Uh, he is freaking fantastic in the movie. Um, I his, think everybody is, really. like. Oh, yeah. No, everybody's their A-game. But his, his fight with the fanny pack is awesome. And his emotional baggage, especially in the scene where he's, uh, where she is I would say the a kind of the version of Michelle Yeoh we know as the action star and really big movie star. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's explaining to her outside about, you know, you missed your chance and I don't want to be hurt. I think he's so good in those moments. And yeah, there's silly parts where people have hot dogs for fingers. And um, I, I do love that uh, Evelyn calls it raccoon and her daughter says you mean ratatouille <laughs> she's like no raccoon and then that's paid off with a raccoon <laughs> a chef who's apparently voiced by randy newman according to <laughs> i missed that part yep it's, it's just out of control and um, and you know the the journey that evelyn goes on you know you have the moment, I think, in the middle of the film where you really don't like Evelyn as a character because mm-hmm. she's so judgmental to everybody and she's so um, dismissive towards her husband. And it, it, you just can't, it's hard for you to get on a team. But as she starts living these lives of everybody else, then, um, you know, Wayman tells her at one point, he says, I knew you were the right one because you're not good at anything. You know, and basically telling her she's just not a good person and or and she doesn't have any special skills. And it's just a really interesting journey she goes on throughout the film. It just has like a there's a there's an interesting quality to uh, to Evelyn in the sense that she's not she's trying to bear the weight of a bunch. And a lot of this film is about her emotionally letting go of a lot of elements of her life, whether it's her father, whether it's her daughter, uh, whether it's Waymond. And there's like, I like how the film catapults you towards a generic sci-fi mind bender kind of film, like a matrix or even a Marvel film. And then just subverts it into this big emotional thing by the, by the time you get to part two, because the film's divided up into three sections. One is part one is everything. Part two is everywhere. And then part three is all at once, which is like the what last 15 minutes of the movie. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, uh, and just the way, and also the way she interacts with other people in general. Like I, we need to 
jump back for a second. I love Jamie Lee Curtis in this fucking movie too. She is fucking hilarious. And I love how like she, she plays every moment to her advantage, even when she's in the background, like the, the Daniels are really good at just sticking her in the background and just making all those actors who appear in those different universes. Like some of them are bigger players. Some of them are smaller players in each universe, but they all like fill the aesthetic it just it kind of boggles my mind how how you look at each of the different worlds that they're in um and by the time we get to the end uh uh wayman's breakdown had me bawling in malia's arms <laughs> because i was like this is just absolutely devastating and the idea of this same movie that's making me emotionally cry when over an hour ago it showed me a, a Joy's character beating a guy to death with two dildos. Like that's that's a that's an accomplishment that I don't think is being acknowledged fully here. Like this movie is just as weird, if not even weirder, than Swiss Army Man was, which is their previous film that we talked about. And I, I'm I'm frankly blown away, and the fact that it's this action is incredible. Like this is some of the best action I've seen in a movie in, in a long time. Like this is incredible martial arts choreography and stunt work. Like this is just absolutely bananas. I I am curious though. Like I were the biggest, what were the biggest laughs for you, for your audiences? Would you say? Oh, gee. Audience, <laughs> this one person, I think they laughed at everything. Um, Everywhere yeah. all at once. I can't pinpoint it. There was this group of people that I thought were going to drive me crazy. Cause as I was coming into the movie, they were just really loud and obnoxious. And I saw it at 10 50 at night. So I'm like, so I was thinking, I said, Oh man, there has to be another movie they're seeing. There has to be another movie they're seeing. And I walked in, I looked at the marquee and the only movies were playing were this one and Morbius. And I said, fuck, I know they're coming to my movie. Wait, which and, day did you go? Uh, Saturday? Wow. I went to 1050 on Thursday. So I was like, oh man, did I also see a movie with you and not realize it? Oh yeah, no, I <laughs> fuck. Uh, my work's been out of control. But anyways, so I'm there and I I sit in the third row because I know a lot of people. If I mean the movie was there's more people in than I thought there would be. But usually if I sit in the third row, people won't sit that close to me. Don't stand so close to me. And don't stand. <laughs> So I sit down and when I walk, so they beat me into the theater. And as I was walking, they were at the uh, kiosk at the front. And I said, oh, man, they haven't got their tickets. Maybe they are seeing Morbius. And so I sit down in the third row and then I hear him walk in right behind me. I go, fuck. And uh, so throughout the, you know, the pre-show, they would point out, oh, I've seen that movie. I want to see that one. And they showed the Top Gun trailer and they were talking throughout about how cool Tom Cruise is. I go, oh, my God, this is going to be awful. This is going to be awful. You're right, but this is awful. (laughs) I know. I'm going, come on, please, please. And so as I'm watching the movie, they actually got into it and they were cheering. I'm like, okay, they were fine through the movie. So I'm glad I didn't have a preconceived thing. I did, but I did it. I, I, I gave them the benefit of the doubt when the movie started and they, uh, they shut up when Michelle Yeoh told them to. So I'm down. I also appreciated the, uh, 
Um, I also appreciated the when the movie ended, the end, and then rolled credits. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this movie has such balls if it goes through with this. And then they came back for the all at once segment. Um, oh yeah, which was fine too. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh man, did this movie just end with her dying? <laughs> like, oh <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, there's some resolution. Okay, I get it. So I I, I got a lot of amusement out of that for a few, yeah. a few seconds. The the laugh that I heard permeating the theater is when they reach the universes where they're just rocks. Mm. Oh yeah. Even I that takes that. a lot of balls, man. I, yeah, that took a lot of balls and I really enjoyed that and how the timing of it worked out the way a dialogue scene would and just 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 watching the way like each line is coming at what second of the moment. It's it, ah I really enjoyed that. And I think it's I feel like it's even ballsier for them to just like literally have that guy jump on Mich- or that Michelle Yeoh jump on that guy's head and start operating him like Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah. That is just fucking amazing. And then he gets on top of her and make and operates her. And it's um, it's a crazy yeah. movie. And it, you know, like Brad and I said, I don't know if I can recommend it to people because. uh my cousin Lisa is going to see it and she's a really big movie fan and she kind of likes uh, quirky movies. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an easy recommendation for her, but someone, maybe my mom, you know, I, I, I couldn't recommend it. Yeah. Like it's really creative. And like, if, if, it, if that's the kind of thing you appreciate in movies of just like just being daring and throwing shit at the wall, it seems like, then I think you can, enjoy this movie but yeah if, if you're a passive movie goer you know who probably just saw sonic the hedgehog 2 this weekend <laughs> like that yeah, was a big it. movie for you <laughs> um you, you'll, you'll probably see they're going like what is this and that's totally fine um did the guy just not... the security guard just leap through the air and then fall on it on a butt plug yeah and fight with it, it. That's great. right was, they were fighting great. over shoving something up their ass <laughs> mm-hmm it's it's the that first accounting scene. I was like, God, those awards behind her look like butt plugs, and yep, paid off. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I I I kind of like I I appreciate the quirky elements of everything, but the strongest elements for me in this film are literally just the moments where Michelle Yeoh as a person is trying to break down where her family is going, and the emotional core of this film I feel like is so strong that it allows the audience to accept the insanity on screen so i feel like it's i feel like this is way more accessible than swiss army man i feel like it's harder to sell swiss army man than this movie um this this one feels way more accessible which sounds strange given what we just talked about but i'm not disagreeing with you guys but i feel like i'd have an easier time selling this one than the one about the farting corpse (laughs) um so but i mean you're right it's a it's a cerebral experience and the (laughs) Some of the logic and some of the rules for it, like some of the dialogue was going by so fast that I wasn't fully understanding like the quote unquote rules of the universe. So at a certain point, I kind of just gave up trying to understand it and just accepted what was going on. But I'd like to go back and kind of dissect every line of the film and kind of understand what that universe is, not necessarily to like write fan fiction, but just literally just to kind of understand more angles to the film because a lot of shit happens in a little amount of time. Like, I don't know how this movie has budgeted as what it is with all the locations they've got going on. I guess that's what happens when you've got Russo brothers backing you as producers because that's just insane. 
was one of the things like in the rules that in order to jump or like learn the like tr- attributes of I don't know, one of your uh, universe like multiverse doubles is that you just all you have to do is do something gross and then hit the button. Hmm. I don't think it's gross. I think it's something weird. Like so, that's a little bit broader. Yeah, because I remember the one where she uh, needed to learn uh, kung fu was she needed to tell Deidre that she loved her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's not gross. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. I um, love you, <laughs> and then it just goes off wrong. <laughs> yeah, like one was like lick his nose or his needs to have his nostril or something. Like that was one mm-hmm. um, to like download. Basically, like in the Matrix, when it was you know you. You call on the phone and be like, "Hey, I need to learn kung fu," and it just downloaded your brain. So, I love how they didn't make it easy. They're just like, "No, no, 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 no! You've got to do something to earn this." <laughs> um, uh, also, Ryan, <laughs> I had to. I have to say this, and it's not. It's not something against her, but like when Jamie Lee Curtis grabbed that iron pipe <laughs> and was grunting over towards. Uh, grunting over towards Michelle Yoshi started getting like, oh my god, no, no, no. And I'm like, it's weird. Jamie Lee Curtis has become the shape. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the Daniels were just like, do your impression of Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It, yeah, it's it's an out there film. But one I will definitely watch again. Oh, yeah. I want this in 4K. Not gonna we'll happen. See, it's an it's an A24 movie, so that's why really I said it's not going to happen. Weird about <laughs> well, you can order them off their websites and cool packaging that won't fit on your shelves, but that's fair. <laughs> Anywho, this week we have one big news story, and we're going to talk about it right now. It's real news. Well, seems like slim pickings, so we'll just go ahead with the really big one. Uh, Will Smith is officially banned from the Oscars for the next 10 years. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences issued the ruling on Will Smith's slap towards Chris Rock in the Oscars ceremony this last month. His 10-year ban forbids him from attending any Academy-held events, including, of course, the Oscars themselves. This also includes any like side events and whatnot. Um, well, the funny thing is, yeah. as reading is, he can still be nominated for Oscars. So, just be banned I mean, from the ceremony. Yeah, just the ceremony. I mean, like, he'll just have to zoom in, like Bob Dylan did that one time at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, Ryan and I were talking a little bit about it earlier. I, I don't really know if the punishment is as fitting as it should be because ultimately this is about like not not allowing that behavior to go like fully unpunished to the fullest extent but like i don't know it's you knew they weren't going to do that much i mean roman polanski and uh, harvey weinstein weinstein still have their oscars so yeah it's at the end of the day it's a fucking joke (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's I guess it's just ultimately disappointing. And it's not like, I I mean, I mean if anything, honestly, the, like the way that they're treating it, 
it's just like this is just one more reason why I really could give two shits about what the Oscars are doing at this point because they just like it's been one fuck up after another for the last couple of years and this is like the ultimate like like 10 years just seems like i'm sorry like it's this isn't just for will smith this goes for polanski and weinstein like those guys need to be barred from the academy period and i would argue not so much for smith but for polanski and weinstein their oscars need to be fucking revoked um so too yeah, Will Will Smith. I, I don't know. I, I, I you'd have to give me a minute to think about it, but um, I also don't appreciate that it's behavior that got turned into political talking points as per usual. And I just don't. I, that doesn't help anybody. And it's just ultimately like I really wish the man would sh- would have shown some restraint. Uh, or try to be empathetic in the best way possible, but at the same time, it's just like, nah, man. Like, sorry. And you know, it's. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be stumbling on my words. I just, I kind of have nothing. Like, it's almost like I really didn't want to talk about this because I'm just like, there's got to be some other kind of piece of news that isn't this thing that we've talked about for the last three weeks as a culture. Um, but yeah, it's just there. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I Sorry, I got nothing, guys. Um, the, the the positive piece of news is that everything everywhere all at once is in theaters now go see it hey speaking of theaters let's check in on some box office numbers Sonic the Hedgehog 2 raced to the top of the charts with 71 million dollars in its first week and uh, it is all the right. opening for a video game movie ever which I, you know I was on letterbox and uh cuz I saw the second one and Zach I didn't know you had so much hatred for the first one oh I hated that movie oh ugh. I hate why it. It's not Ben Schwartz or Jim Carrey. And it's not even James Marsden. It's a story. I don't need, I don't need like, oh my God, we took the video game character and brought him into the real world. I want Sonic's real world. And I know nothing about Sonic, but I know that he has a colorful world because I played that game once or twice. I don't know what it is about like taking this, taking a CGI character and sticking him in the real world, like how that really like, helps like i don't know that's that's why i was having issues with it i want to see the second one because it looks like they're going to actually go into sonic's world which sounds well, awesome good news zach our movie next week is going to be sonic the hedgehog 2 so oh goody you'll have your uh, <laughs> chance to see it or you can skip next week if you you want to boycott it uh no i know I, I let me be clear i won't boycott it i just didn't enjoy that first film it's kind of like Transformers. I really don't care about Sam Witwicky and his problems with girls. I care about watching robots. And so far, those Transformers movies have only produced one good movie, and it was Bumblebee. <laughs> and it took I, uh, five other movies to get to it. <laughs> I have a funny story about that. So I got uh, Amazon. They call them lightning deals. What do they call them on Amazon? When it's like only available for a certain amount of time. Yeah, lightning I, deals. Like, yeah, lightning uh, deals, flash deals, whatever. I got the five film ultra hd for 23 dollars 
Mm. And I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> so, um, of Transformers? Yeah. Oh. I've seen the first. Is there six of them? Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. So it didn't have Bumblebee. So I'm guessing it was maybe the previous skew of it because Bumblebee wasn't included. Um, but I've seen the first, third, and fourth one. I have not seen the second or the fifth. So who knows? You weren't there, you weren't there for the fifth one when we reviewed it? Mm-mm. Man, where were you? That's one with Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, you know, yeah, that one's not good. But I like watching Anthony Hopkins go absolutely fucking nuts. Um, the second one's a piece of garbage. Like, maybe I have seen the fifth one. Is the fifth one with dinosaurs? That's the fifth fourth one. Fourth one's got dinosaurs. The fifth one is King Arthur lore, and also Bumblebee fights Nazis. Yeah. Um, and it's a weird one. You haven't seen the fourth one. No. Where T.J. Miller gets fucking uh, ashed away or something. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen all five of these in a theater, and I don't know why I kept going with it. I just did. I got rewarded with Bumblebee, but I really wish I hadn't spent close to $70 worth over the course of 10 years to get to that point. <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> That was a weird tangent I just went off on. And, and uh, I'm sorry I made it worse. <laughs> here is uh, maybe something from the other nerds. Who knows? Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. This week at the Esquire, the midnight movies are now Cine Insomnia, and they take place at 10 p.m. And for April 15th and 16th, they are showing Cats from 2019. Um... Yeah, Cats from 2019. I am kind of curious just to go see who would go see that. Um, So check that out, April 15th and 16th. The following week, April 22nd and 23rd, um, they're showing Alien, the director's cut, at 10 p.m. So there you go there. And finally, it's back. The Holiday Twin Drive-In in Fort Collins is reopening for the season. And on screen one, they're showing the Fantastic Beasts, the Secrets of Dumbledore, along with the Batman. So that is one long screening out under the stars and on screen two they have sonic the hedgehog 2 and lost city so i might find out find a way to watch half of those on separate screens i don't know um i've already seen two of them and i definitely wanted to watch the batman again so i haven't seen sonic yet and since it's our movie next week i that might be the way to do it so yeah that's what's going on around town this week thanks people um yeah, like I mentioned earlier, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will be our film of the week next week. Um, I'm thinking about doing Film Explosion 92 um, the week before Doctor Strange, so the 28th, I think that is. Oh, before um, Doctor Strange, okay. Yeah. I thought that's what we talked about today. You want to do it after? Uh, well, next week we're doing Sonic, which uh, replaces Fantastic Beasts, and then there's a mm-hmm. week before... Well, the, the week after that which... is uh, The Unbearable Talent. Uh, massive weight, whatever the Nicolas Cage one is that the I Nick really Cage want to see. And the Northman. So yeah. if we do the Nick Cage one, then the next, then there's another week before Doctor Strange, which I, you guys want to see the Northman, right? Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, I do. So they, yeah, we should bump that down and then you'd have Doctor Strange and then there's nothing after Doctor Strange. Okay, we can do it the week after Doc Strange. Okay, cool. Okay. 
week after so, what when is Doctor Strange again? Sorry, I I know you probably said May fifth. May fifth. Okay. So in the week after, yeah. Right on. Let's book it. I mean, I've already sent my list to Brad, so I'm way ahead of the game. I think I already have it prepared. I just don't know if I've sent it to Brad. Hold on. Oh wait, sorry. Um, the week after Doctor Strange is Firestarter. Oh, the remake. <laughs> yeah, the remake, and then there's. An, an, oh, I guess Downton Abbey, which, yeah, Ryan's not going to see. I didn't even see the other movie. Ryan, Ryan. We, all, we, we all know what you call Downton Abbey. So, so maybe TN? Film Explosion is May 20th instead? Uh, For Downton Abbey week? And we see Firestar yeah. before that? Yeah, we'll figure something out. I just realized that Downton Abbey 2 had the opportunity to call themselves Downton Abbey back to the Abbey. And no, they didn't do it. That's not a thing. No, 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 no. Hear me out. <laughs> May 27th has Top Gun and the Bob's Burgers movie. So I've Ooh. never seen an episode of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, me You'd either. have fun with it. You, you both would have fun with it. What? I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's my kind of humor. It seems really too, like, mellow. Do you like Rick and Morty? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's got that kind of improv style. But yeah, it's a little bit less caustic and it's fan base isn't annoying uh, i don't know what the rick and Fort morty fan base is i just know it's annoying um, rick and morty is funny i don't i don't get the same vibe from bob's burgers as i do from rick and morty you know just rick and morty rick and morty always has you know callbacks to you know back to the future or alien or starship troopers things like that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, bob's burgers is just fun the fun show. I mean, it's been on forever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, John Benjamin's like really funny on it. As is Eugene Merman and um, Christian Shaw. Yep. What you mm. said. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't look at me like that, even though I can't see you. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. Or will Bye. we? Oh, yes, we will. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot. And a real nerd will come out of the gods. Let's crash on. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.